Welcome to Unlikable Female Characters, the podcast featuring feminist thriller writers in conversation about women who don't give a damn if you like them. I'm Lane Fargo, and I'm here with Kristen LaPianca. Hello. And this episode is going to be our summer reading preview, talking about all the amazing books coming out this summer, of which there are a fuck ton. There um, are so many. <laughs> and even if we aren't all taking fabulous vacations this summer, we can still enjoy the, the pure joy of beach reads. Yes. And I'm very excited about all of them. Because last year we were like, okay, so now you should stay inside and read. Like you shouldn't go anywhere. Now I feel like with people getting vaccinated and things opening back up, you could go read like at an outdoor cafe or like on a park bench or on the actual beach. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you could find a nearby beach. You might not want to fly on an airplane to get to one, but like find a find a beach within driving distance. Go there and read the fuck out of these books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's the situation in Columbus right now as far as like bookstores and stuff being open? So things are open. I have not really been venturing out anywhere because I just don't trust people. And um, like right now in Franklin County where Columbus is like we're back on the the purple alert level, which is like the bad one. So the bad one's purple. <laughs> yes, it's like after it go it, it goes like red, like red is bad, and then purple is like really bad. So like I guess huh. next is black because we're all dead. I don't know. <laughs> purple seems like a nice happy color. Like no, purple great. is a, purple is the bad one. Interesting. Um, okay. <laughs> yes. So even though like vaccination rates are like like thirty percent of the state is now at least partially vaccinated for some reason case numbers are still going up, which I don't really understand. Um, so that's weird, but I'm really excited that in a couple of weeks I will be like, my vaccinations will have taken full effect and I can go out into the world. Uh, the very first place I want to go is a bookstore and just browse at my leisure. Uh, I have missed it so much. I haven't been to a bookstore um, since July, I guess. Wow. Uh, yeah, I went to one when I when um, once you go this far came out to sign a few copies but that was basically it and I just missed that like leisurely strolling around because you know strolling through a bookstore and just like picking up something that catches your eye is such a different experience from like looking for books online Mm -hmm. and I, I miss that so much I mean my irresponsible pandemic confession is I have been going to bookstores and browsing this whole time um the local (laughs) ones here are really good about safety precautions like everyone has to wear a mask everyone has to um sanitize when they come in the door and they limit the number of people so it's like only a few in the bookstore at a time so I've been going to local bookstores this entire time and every time I do it I'm like I need to support local business so I'm gonna buy (laughs) all of these hardcovers and then I'm gonna write it off on my taxes everything (laughs) is great (laughs) well I've definitely been ordering a lot of books from local bookstores but like yeah I just haven't I haven't gone because it just doesn't feel like, I don't know. I mean, part of it is just that, like, I am a crazy anxious person. And the thought of potentially encountering a gross, unmasked, hacking and coughing stranger yeah. while out of the house, I'm just like, I don't need it in my life. I can get the, I can get the book to come to my house, whatever. But um, I just, like, being vaccinated, it's going to be so nice to just, not have to worry so much about that Mm -hmm. and to be able to be more leisurely about browsing around in a store like you know rather than like going to a store being like a renditions expedition where like yeah get in get out it's like i want to browse i want to just be leisurely they probably aren't selling like coffee at the barnes and noble cafe 
and letting you sit around and touch everything, but it would sure be nice if they were. <laughs> I think they are selling coffee and then you have to like take it to go though, probably. I've been I've been to Barnes and Noble a couple times, but I haven't gotten any coffee. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to like what I haven't been doing is just going to like Nordstrom Rack and trying on random things. Like that yeah. feels much higher risk to me, even though I don't yeah. know if it actually is. Um, but that's something I'm looking forward to once I'm fully vaccinated. But yeah, I've been like going to bookstores this whole time there's my favorite one women and children first is down the street from my pilates studio where i've been i've been going there as well because i take private lessons so it's just me and the instructor and we're both masked um so i go to the bookstore often like before or after pilates and support local business by buying a lot of books that are piling up and i haven't read them and now we're going to talk about even more books more books <laughs> to add to your tbr <laughs> and write off on your taxes if you're a writer don't forget that you can do that <laughs> Well, like we're we're calling this episode the summer reading preview, but like it can also just be the summer book buying preview. Yes. Purchasing books and reading books are not entirely the same thing. And that's fine. That's fine. You can just buy them. You can like stack them up and look at them longingly. Like that is also valid. That's what I do yes. with a lot of books. And when you when you buy a book, you're supporting the author, even if you never read it. And like, that's okay. And you can tell yourself you're going to read it someday. You're like, and I you will, will read all of these. You will. Someday. <laughs> someday you will read all of those books all of them yes so it's fine to just continue adding more more books just just keep adding books until you just live in a pile of books yeah (laughs) absolutely co-signed all right what do you what do you got what's your first one so my first one comes out may 11th this is a special place for women by laura hankin and it has this delicious pink neon cover and the idea is a reporter infiltrates a female-run secret society whose bewitching members are caught up in a dark and treacherous business where billionaire girl bosses mingle with occult-obsessed bohemians. So it's like uh, an outsider uh, infiltrates this sort of like elite circle and um, a lot of madness ensues. It sounds absolutely delicious and I'm very much looking forward to that. It has this amazing kind of like vaginal looking cover that I like too. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, yes. Yes. Like, it's so it's good. It's like hallway kind of. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> amazing. Very good. The first one on my list is Arsenic and Adobo by Mia P. Manansala, which yes. comes out on May 4th. We love Mia. She is a friend of ours. She lives in Chicago. Um, and then Kristen, you've met her at like a bunch of different things. Yep. I'm sure mm-hmm. all the yep. conferences. And we used to go to conferences. <laughs> Remember um, those? Yeah. <laughs> like barely <laughs> barely um so this is a cozy culinary mystery about a woman who owns a restaurant um and then she becomes a murder suspect when her ex-boyfriend who is a food critic drops dead after eating at the restaurant i mean it could happen to anyone um, <laughs> so mia is like an amazing cook baker like whatever you <laughs> she makes amazing food and posts it on instagram and it makes me mm-hmm. very hungry and also like realize how lazy i am because i would never make any of this food um and i think there are actual recipes in this book um mm-hmm. I know she's been sharing some on social media and like to her mailing list. Uh, the main character has a sidekick who's a cute little like dachshund sausage dog who's on the cover. It's like so cute and amazing. The cover is adorable. Yeah. It's so adorable. <laughs> they made a little like animated one too. Yes. The publisher did where the dog's like wagging his tail. And it's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. I think yeah. this book sounds so perfect for if you just like want to be happy for a goddamn minute, right? Like we've <laughs> yes. been through a lot. And we we have. We like, yeah, we need this. We've earned it. 
Like I, yeah. I hope that that this book sells like a zillion copies for Mia because mm-hmm. she is just a lovely person. She is. She's awesome. And it was a book of the month selection last month. So if you're a book of the month subscriber, um, you might have gotten it early, which I used to be. But then again, like all the books were piling up and <laughs> I wasn't reading them and I felt guilty. So anyway, <laughs> but yes, uh, it's Arsenic and Adobo. It's out from Berkeley on May 4th. Yes. Very exciting. Okay. Next up, I have The Hunting Wives by May Cobb. Um, so I this, have that one. Yes. Ugh, right. Like I'm so excited. Um, so basically this is about a woman and her family who moved from Chicago to a small town in Texas and she sort of gets caught up in, um, another elite social circle, a group of, of women who call themselves the hunting wives. Um, and their, their gatherings involve late night target practice, dangerous partying, uh, and she sort of gets obsessed with this circle of people and um, gets sort of uh, withdrawn from her family and really caught up in the dirty secrets of this circle of women. And I am very excited to read about these late night target practice parties. Mm-hmm. This one, I've heard it pitched as Mean Girls meets Desperate Housewives, which, like, what else do you want? It's everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was personally recommended to me by a friend of the podcast, Amy Gentry. So, you know, it's good because Amy's got taste. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited about that one. Yes. She wrote a uh, blurb for it that also has a really great comparison. Let me pull it up. Big little lies, but twice as naughty and every character has a shotgun. Nice. Like, yeah, that's the highest praise. Right. <laughs> that's that's really good. So so even this this book has received a blurb from our dear friend AJ Finn, but we'll just pretend that that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> he sure blurbs a lot of books. He sure does. Do you think he actually reads them or does he like scam in that area as well? I mean, if you're a scammer in one area, it's not much of a, a leap to think that everything you do is a scam. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Say no more. Um, okay, my... I only have one more for May, which is Cool for the Summer by Dahlia Adler. Yes. Comes out May 11th. Um, It's YA. It's a bi love triangle, and it's named after a Demi Lovato song. I don't really know, like, why I would need to say anything else besides that. (laughs) Right. Just go buy it right now. It's a really adorable cover. And um, Dahlia, if you don't know her, is the creator of LGBTQ Reads, which is a phenomenal site that like basically lists like every queer book ever created and I don't know how she has time to do this and also yeah, it's write an, and an incredible resource for anyone who wants yes. to sort of bring more queer fiction into your world like definitely check that out it's awesome and you can you can search all all types of ways like by genre and by identity and it's it's really good mm-hmm. yeah and she's always posted a lot about our books which I appreciate so much yes <laughs> thank you Dahlia and everyone yes. buy her book cool for the summer yes um, so still in May, I, I do want to shout out, uh, a movie that, so on Disney plus there's this very strange seeming live action, um, 101 Dalmatians movie. So Cruella starring oh, uh, Emma Stone. Stone. What it is looks, going on with that movie? <laughs> I have absolutely no idea, but you can believe I'm going to watch it. Like <laughs> she looks fabulous. She like, does. I'm just, when they did that Maleficent movie and I was like, yes, I want to see Angelina Jolie be like an evil badass. And instead it was like, Maleficent was just misunderstood, you guys. Like, yeah. She was actually a nice lady. And I'm really hoping that that's not the case here. And like, I want her to be very unlikable. I want her to be bad. I want her to be bad, too. I actually feel like uh, 
Cruella DeVille as a character is not really very well drawn in the 101 Dalmatians movie. Like, she's just like, she hates puppies. She's mean. Like, yeah. there's not much to her. So it would be really interesting to see them give her some complexity. But yeah, I don't want it to be like, she's actually really nice. She's just misunderstood. Or mm-hmm. she once was nice, but then she suffered greatly and now she's mean. <laughs> Now so. she to skin puppies, but she has a right. good reason. Like, there's no good reason for that. It's unforgivable. No. <laughs> and that's fine. I want to watch a movie about, like, someone who's unforgivable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I'm I'm curious and sort of mistrustful, but also intrigued. And I do like, I do like Emma Stone. Yeah, um, she's awesome. She's awesome. She looks amazing in this movie. I saw her in Cabaret on Broadway. Oh, um, cool. She was Sally Bowles, like, five years ago, maybe? Um, and she was amazing. She can actually sing, which is, I didn't know, but, um, yeah, I really like her. So I think that she has the the power to make that character something interesting. Well, we shall mm-hmm. see. We shall see. And then last in May, I have, um, the photographer by Mary Dixie Carter. And here's another, um, high society. Apparently I'm really into books that are about, outsiders in high society right now <laughs> but so a photographer for like socialites and the, the birthday parties of socialites children like that type of thing uh in new york city she becomes obsessed with her subjects and kind of starts infiltrating their lives in Ooh. ways that are not acceptable so that's may 25th love that Wait, should we talk about, did you see the minor book Twitter drama like last week when there was a man who had an opinion um, about how like suspense and thriller, all the most popular best-selling books are about like rich people? Did you see? No, I did not see. (sighs) (laughs) God. So yeah, he was basically like, isn't anyone interested in the like concerns of working class people? And then like a lot of people were like, uh, yeah, there are a lot of books about that as well. And then another <laughs> another man. So the first man had an opinion, several opinions. And then another man came in with his opinion, which is that most readers of suspense and thriller are white women, which I think is maybe statistically accurate on on the whole i'm not sure i haven't seen the numbers but he was basically like and they're mostly wealthy and they only want to read books about other people like them Mm. i we don't have time to unpack all of that but i just thought i would like throw it out there (laughs) (laughs) for people to ponder oh my goodness i think he deleted his account bye (laughs) why would anyone ever talk to a man (laughs) i don't know i don't know and then the first man um like made some comment about how he couldn't get into Jennifer Hillier's book, Little Secrets. Like he tried to read it, but he just couldn't relate to it. But he was like, Jennifer's a friend of mine, but I just couldn't get into this book. And then she was talking to him on Twitter and being so nice. I was like, I, how are you being so nice to him right now? Like I'm amazed at your restraint. I would have blocked him immediately. Like, yeah. Persona non grata. Like you're dead to me. Jennifer is a much like classier person than either of us could ever dream, <laughs> dream of being. But uh, yeah, some men Jesus. had opinions. Apparently, yeah, only upper middle class or wealthy white women read these books and only want to read about people like them. That's um, cool. Yeah, sounds legit. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God bless a man with an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of them on the Internet every day. Yes. Anyway, moving on to June. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, so my first one for June is The Chosen and the Beautiful by Nye Vo, which is a fantasy version of The Great Gatsby told Ooh. from Jordan Baker's POV. Ooh. And this is like own voices, queer, and then the author is Asian as well. Um, I love when these classic books come into the public domain and then people can do whatever the fuck they want with them. They can make them. Yes like queer and change the race of the characters and just like look at it from all these different angles. And um, I think the first kind of great Gatsby reimagining I saw that came out right after it was in the public domain was like by a man and it was from Nick's perspective. And I'm like, Oh my God, I don't like fucking, (laughs) I mean, the book is like already from Nick's perspective. So like, who cares? Um, But this one sounds really cool. Like to see it from a woman's perspective. And I think we can all agree that Jordan is the best character in the great Gatsby. She's always been my favorite. Uh, And everyone knows that she's queer as well. So like, let's get into it. Yes. Awesome. Sounds amazing. That's the chosen and the beautiful that comes out June 1st. And you say it's a fantasy yeah there's like magic involved somehow Ooh. i don't know but i'm like in for whatever yes like, remix all the classics like absolutely for sure Go for it that sounds amazing um so in june i have my first one is the other black girl by zakia delilah harris and <clears throat> this is about uh, a young editorial assistant who is sick of being the only black employee at the publisher where she works and then she gets a coworker who is another black woman uh and she's like yay but then um, a string of uncomfortable events sort of elevates the new girl to the office darling while um, our protagonist is sort of left behind and then she starts getting threatening notes um, and she realizes that there is a lot more at stake than her career so this book sounds so incredible yes it's like it's like publishing hijinks and thrillery goodness and um, a black own voices author like yes give me all of this I think we talked about this in our 2021 preview episode, but it bears repeating because I think this is going to be like the book of the summer. So we're all going to read it and just be talking about it out in public when we're allowed to go out in public. Imagine. Um, My next one for June also comes out June 1st. uh, Trouble Girls by Julia Lynn Rubin, who is awesome. Um, She's a friend of mine. And this book is basically like a YA Thelma and Louise, but like gay, super gay. Mm. (laughs) Yes. And the cover art is incredible. It's like very bisexual lighting. It's like the these two girls and they have like blood on their shirts and it's so so cool. It looks like a old movie poster or something. And yeah, I've I heard about this one a long time ago and I've just been like dying to read it. So yeah, Trouble Girls comes out June first. Awesome. Ugh, can't wait to buy all of these books and put them in my towering stack of books that I have to read. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. So for Next in June, on June 15th, uh, Bathhouse by P.J. Vernon. Mm-hmm. I am super excited to get my hands on this one. So it is um, a, a queer thriller um, about a recovering addict who has finally like found stability and happiness with his partner. And then uh, he winds up going to a gay bathhouse that he knows he shouldn't go to, but he does. And then something very bad happens and it threatens to upend his entire life. Uh, and I, th- I just think that like, having, having a like splashy mainstream feeling thriller that's like set in a gay bathhouse is so incredible. Yes, absolutely. Like, it's just like, fuck yes. Like that, that's awesome. I'm super excited. Um, and PJ is a lovely person. 
Um, mm-hmm. And his first book was fantastic. So definitely looking forward to getting that. Yeah, very excited for this one. I think the original pitch was like, it's like Gone Girl, but with Grinder. And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> yes. I would like 10 copies. Yes, it's like, say Absolutely. no more. That's... <laughs> Also in June, um, this one's not as fun, but I'm very excited about it. This book called Unwell Women, Misdiagnosis and Myth in a Man-Made World by Eleanor Cleghorn comes out June 8th. Um, Mm. And this is nonfiction about how traditional medicine has just like failed women completely throughout (laughs) history, which is very relevant to a book that I'm working on now and also to my own life (laughs) as a chronic (laughs) pain patient. Um, So I've been kind of snapping up all of the books on this subject, of which there are not enough. So I'm excited about this new entry because I think Eleanor's book, it seems like it's more of a history, like really going back to like ancient Greece and like all the history showing um, how fucked up medicine has, has been towards women. So I'm very, very excited to read that. Okay, so I don't have any more for June. Do you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, keep them coming. June is packed. Um, okay, so June 8th, Animal by Lisa Tadeo comes out. So this is, she is the author of Three Women, which is nonfiction about, like, these three women and their, like, sexual histories and desires. And because it's a really interesting cultural study. But this new book, Animal, is a novel. Um and I just like copied the whole little blurb into my notes because I was like, I don't know how to summarize this. It's just so. So here's what it says. Um, Joan has spent a lifetime enduring the cruel acts of men. But when one of them commits a shocking act of violence in front of her, she flees to New York City in search of Alice, the only person alive who can help her make sense of her past. In the sweltering hills above Los Angeles, Joan unravels the horrific event she witnessed as a child that has haunted her every waking moment while forging the power to finally strike back. Mm. And the pull quote for this book, like if you look at it on Amazon or Goodreads, is um, honestly, sometimes I think it's the only recourse, killing men in times like these. (laughs) So this is relevant to my interest. Yes. (laughs) Perfect. Grown in a lab to please me. Um, (laughs) Very excited for this one. So yeah, that's Animal comes out June 8th. And I think this is going to be another really big book this summer because Three Women was like just a smash hit like huge huge book nice and also in june um for the wolf by hannah witten comes out june 15th this is um adult fantasy it's a sort of like retelling mashup of red riding hood beauty and the beast like a couple other fairy tales but like hannah does it her own way um very like swoony romance super feminist super complex characters uh there are two sisters who are kind of at the center of the narrative and they're both like unlikable but also just like I I don't know I would die for them (laughs) (laughs) um and this book is actually so Hannah is a friend of mine we were in the same pitch wars class back Mm. in 2017 and I read this book way back when like right after pitch wars I was on a plane like going on a business trip and she had sent me the word doc and I put it on my kindle and I read the whole book on the plane got off the plane and was like screaming at her in dm about how much i loved it and since then it took a long time for this to get published which i was like what the fuck it's like one of my favorite books i've ever read and i've read like five different versions of it now which are all like simultaneously my favorite book (laughs) i don't know but it's fantastic it's coming out from orbit books uh on june 15th and i think it's going to be huge i'm just like so excited for her and i can't wait for more people to meet these characters that i've been like screaming about for years now (laughs) (laughs) that is for the wolf by hannah witten nice and there's a sequel too coming out um i want to say next year i want it sooner though hannah if you're listening to this (laughs) please (laughs) give it to me (laughs) 
Um, and then my last one for June is Blackout, which is by six different authors. So Danielle Clayton, Tiffany D. Jackson, Nick Stone, Angie Thomas, Ashley Woodfolk, and Nicola Yoon. Um, all powerhouses. So this is a book of interconnected short stories that all take place during a summer blackout in New York. Um, mm. And it's all YA, like romance. It sounds incredible. Like that sounds so complicated to weave all of that together. And to, like I've been doing some co-writing projects right now and it is like so fun, but a special challenge. And I am like just so excited to see how these superstar ladies have done this. And um, I'm hoping these kind of like super group books are going to become more of a thing like yeah <laughs> right like let's get all of these amazing authors together and have them write a book together so I'm hoping this like takes off and starts starts a trend because it yeah, sounds for so sure. cool yes love that idea all right July it's gonna be a long episode sorry y'all <laughs> <clears throat> all right what do you have in July um, I have Razorblade Tears by S.A. Cosby comes yes. out July 6th. Um, so this is S.A. Cosby is the author of Blacktop Wasteland, which is like a huge breakout book last year. Yep. Just won the L.A. Times uh, book prize for best crime. Yeah. Um, which is incredible. It's won like all the awards. Yeah. And also, I think, is it Stephen King who's like tweeting about it all the time? That's yeah. That's prize, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well deserved. Um, so his new one, Razorblade Tears, is about two fathers, one black and one white, who are getting revenge for the murder of their sons who were gay and married to each other and are killed, I think, in a hate crime. Mm. And so it's about these two fathers like coming together to get revenge and also sort of dealing with their own homophobia and like the way that they treated their sons while they were alive. And it just sounds like gritty and complex and very very interesting yes i have nothing in july so it should be do you have more for july i have one more for july one more? okay it's weird because usually july and i'm sure there are other great books that are coming out in july that we're just like blanking on because we're yeah. dumbasses but <laughs> well yes it's um, very it's very hard to become aware of all of the books yes. uh, that are coming out at any given time um and so this is by no means an exhaustive list of the books that you should be reading this summer. These are no, just the ones that we are going to be reading. Yeah, it's weird. Um, these are the ones we're going to be buying and stacking up and looking at longingly and yes. reading someday. Um, no, I'm really excited for this other one that comes out in July. On July 13th, Andrea Bartz, her third book, oh, yes. We Were Never Here, comes out. Um, so this is about a backpacking trip with deadly consequences and... Like her first two books, it sounds like it's a lot about complex female friendships. That's like Andrea does that so well. She like really she's does. just the queen of that. So I'm really, really excited to read this book. And it's also like another gorgeous cover. She always has great covers. She of like does. Her hued. covers are yeah. fabulous. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, whoever is designing her covers just, just like gets these books. Yes. Well done. Sure. Um, so, yeah, that's We Were Never Here by Andrea Bartz comes out July 13th. And then, yeah, I guess on to August. I'm so okay. sorry if... I'm now I feel like I'm missing something and that I have like a friend who has a book coming out in July and I'm going to like kick myself after this. Well, hit us up on social media. Tell yeah. us about the amazing books that are coming out in July. Yeah, I don't know. If there are some very <laughs> obvious ones that we are overlooking, we will certainly signal boost uh, yes. outside Do of an this addendum to this episode. Yes, exactly. Um, well, in August, on August 17th, Velvet Was the Night by Silvia Moreno Garcia, uh, who is the author of Mexican Gothic, which was just incredible. So this one um, <clears throat> is a 1970s noir set in Mexico City about a secretary, a lonesome enforcer, and the mystery of a missing woman that brings them together. Um, I think the idea of, like, 1970s noir set in Mexico City is very exciting because, mm -hmm. like, 
there's so many like Los Angeles noir books that exist out there, New York City, uh, to sort of have that in Mexico City, I think is very, um, it's just, it's awesome that these are the types of stories that are coming out now and I'm very excited for it. Yeah, that one was on my list as well because I loved Mexican Gothic and also the cover for Velvet Was the Night. Like if you're an author, this cover will like fill you with so much envy. You'll just need to lie down for a while. Seriously, like... (laughs) (laughs) It's one of the best covers I've ever seen. Yeah, it is amazing. We're going to have to like... I don't know, put up a collage of these amazing covers. But it just has this like incredibly sexy woman with like this text that's sort of like just smoky and delicious across her face. And she's got sunglasses and a cigarette. It's amazing. Well, we'll have our bookshop page of all of these books, which will be linked in the episode description. So if you're listening to this, you can click on that and go see all the books and buy the books, get started early on your pile of books. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we have for every episode where we talk about book recommendations, we always have a bookshop page where you can go check them out and purchase them. And bookshop is a great site that supports indie bookstores. So we always encourage you to go to like your local indie bookstore, but if you don't have one or if you are not ready to leave the house yet and you want books delivered to your door, Bookshop is great for that. Yes. Okay. So for August, um, August 3rd, and I think I swear this book was coming out in July. Maybe they moved it. I don't know, but is The Turnout by Megan Abbott, mm. which we talked about in our 2021 reading preview. Yeah, also, I think it I had care. been. I think it had been in July. I think you're right. They're making us wait longer Ugh. for Megan Abbott. Rude. That's I hate it. So rude. I ugh, should be illegal. Um, <laughs> should be. <laughs> so yeah, we talked about this like more at length in our 2021 reading preview episode. But it's basically Megan Abbott wrote a dark and sexy ballet book, and like, what else do you need to know? Like, right, like right that, now. <laughs> that's it. Like, I mean, if you if you've read her work, you know the types of stories that she tells. These really like claustrophobic stories of um, like toxic female relationships, mm-hmm. and it's just like that plus ballet it's like oh my god give it to me (laughs) this is one uh that i'm sure well a lot of these books i will probably not just let sit around but this one especially i feel like my calendar will be cleared i will be reading this book like no one talk to me no one look at me like yeah (laughs) the day it comes out yeah seriously like it's gonna be like the day it comes out i'm canceling all my plans and hiding and reading it should be a national holiday yes really should her her last book give me your hand um perhaps more so than even her other books like was so tense that I almost like I I loved it but like the experience of reading it was so like physically uncomfortable Mm. that it was like it was a it was such an experience like she just creates such a mood with her writing and um it's just like more so than anything that I've read in the last few years like the impression that I have of that book is just like how like reading it was like oh yeah yeah so good but with like also on top of that just incredible envy uh, what a great oh yeah she is. absolutely just... <laughs> it's just not fair <laughs> yeah I was reading that like oh my god how did she do that how is she making me feel this way yeah uh, incredible incredible so yeah the turnout august 3rd wish it was sooner clear your schedules yes all right what else you got for august all right so i have bad witch burning by jessica lewis and this is sort of um like an adult urban fantasy 
um, described as a witchy story full of black girl magic as one girl's dark ability to summon the dead offers her a chance at a new life while revealing to her an even darker future. Ooh. So witchy story. Heck yeah. Sign me up. Um, and I also want to mention Jessica Lewis earlier this year, she released a middle grade book under her, her pen name, Jazz Taylor. And it's a, um, an LGBTQ like middle grade romance called meow or never and it is the sweetest book it is like oh my gosh i loved it so much so it is like absolutely the opposite of everything that we talk about on this podcast it's it's just so sweet and amazing but it's about um a girl at a new school who sort of um is trying to fit in and she joins the theater department and winds up um befriending a cat that lives in the prop room um while also like you know sort of realizing that she is queer and it's just it's 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 perfect it's amazing that sounds so cute it's so cute i i read it and i gave it to my partner and i made her read it and she was like it's so cute and i'm like i know it's the best it's the absolute best so um i expect that bad witch burning is nothing like that book but I'm still very excited to check it out. That sounds like Meow or Never. It sounds like, you know, another one of those books where it's like, you just need to be happy for a second. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> it's, right now. it's just like, it's like 90 minutes of pure, just fuzzy comfort. It's so good. All right. Well, my next one is nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so August, also August 3rd, All's Well by Mona Awad comes out. She's the author of Bunny, which was like kind of a breakout last year it's about this like fucked up sorority or <laughs> sure it's really dark weird books which we we love here yes so all's well is about a theater professor who suffers from chronic pain and she's directing a production of Macbeth and all this like weird stuff starts happening as Ooh. usually around productions of Macbeth but it also like her pain goes away while the show is going on I don't know I'm like this is I'm like okay chronic pain theater professor Shakespeare like come on I was gonna say this sounds like a book that perhaps you could have written I don't know about that but uh it sounds like something I'm very excited to read that just like yeah. takes every box for me um the la- so the last book that I have on my list is actually already out but um it's something that I'm looking forward to reading this summer um it is You Up by Katie DeSabato it's described as a vivid portrait of a woman investigating her best friend's disappearance while navigating codependent friendships, toxic exes, and witchy rituals. Um, so, again, many things relevant to our interests. But um, her last book um, was fantastic. The Ghost Network. Did you read this? It was from about six years ago. No, I have not um, read that. So it is about the disappearance of a famous pop singer, Molly Metropolis. Uh, and it's just sort of like, it. yeah, it's <clears throat> it's sort of just told in this. It's like part novel, but it's also like part like detective report, part research document. Like it's one of those really like experimental structures. Yeah, I love that exp- stuff. Yeah, I love that stuff. Um, so that was one of my favorite books that I've read in the past decade, probably. So um, that alone was enough to get me really excited about um, her new book, which I didn't know existed until I was actually doing research for this episode. And I was like, oh, great. And then I was like, oh, it came out in July. And I was like, I don't care. I'm going to talk about it anyway because I'm going to read it this summer. Last year. Yeah. Got, like lots of people missed a lot of books last year. So we can have a couple. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but that one is You Up 
um, very excited about that. Okay, do you have any more for August? Nope. That is the end of my list. Okay, I have three more, all of which are books that I blurbed, so I got to, like, shout okay. them out. Big yep. fan. Um, so the first one is In My Dreams, I Hold a Knife by Ashley Winstead, which comes mm. out August 3rd. Talk about a great title, right? Yes. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so this is about six friends who meet up for a college reunion, and they're all trying to unravel um, a murder that occurred when they were in college 10 years earlier like one of their friends was killed and no one knows who did it and now they're back for this reunion and trying to figure out which of them did the deed mm. um it's multi-pov and kind of goes like back and forth between past and present but ashley does it so well like that can get really confusing but not in this case it was really engaging and also there's a character in it who's this like super swoony bad boy type that i was like obsessed with <laughs> <laughs> I told her when I had to write the blurb, I was trying to write a blurb that wasn't just like, I love Coop. He's so dreamy. I was like, no, write about the book. You're a professional. Um, so I eventually, I eventually managed to uh, regain my professionalism and write, write a blurb. But this book is a lot of fun. Um, great kind of nostalgic back to school kind of thing. So that comes out in August. Then we've got The Other Me by Sarah Zakrich Jang, which comes out August 10th. Uh, this book I actually read as a pitch horse submission in oh. 2018. Uh, it was my like runner up to Hallie Sutton's book. Nice. <laughs> and the reason that I didn't pick it, which I've told Sarah before, is like it was so polished at that time. I was like, I don't really like have the skills to make this better. Like it seems yeah. great already. Um, but she like kept working on it and signed with an amazing agent and sold it to Berkeley. And now it comes out this summer. And I got to read the new version like after a couple more years of revision and it is like it was so good already and now it's like just phenomenal i was like <laughs> damn to see the to see the growth and improvement it was so incredible so this book is about a 29 year old artist who lives in chicago and on her birthday she walks through a doorway in an art gallery and ends up in like an alternate life where she never left her Michigan hometown and she's like married to this guy she knew in high school and mm. she still remembers her life in Chicago so she's trying to figure out like what the fuck is happening and like can I go back or do I want to go back or um so it's kind of like I've seen it compared a lot to Dark Matter by Blake Crouch but like it, it's super feminist it has a lot to say about toxic masculinity and um it's just really really great so that's the other me uh, highly recommended and then my final one is The Family Plot by Megan Collins, who's my agent sister and also a friend of the podcast. We interviewed her like way back, mm -hmm. right? Like way back in the day, <laughs> early episodes. So The Family Plot is her third novel. It is about a true crime obsessed family. Um, like they were homeschooled and their mother taught them about all of these like victims of serial killers. And they have ceremonies mm. for like the days that these people died. It's super spooky. Um, and the book opens with the, the father in the family has died recently and they all are gathering back at the house to bury him. But when they dig up his grave in the family plot, they find there's already a body in there. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, shenanigans ensue. But it's super like gothic and creepy and kind of has that like dark family dynamic of of six feet under which is one of my favorite shows nice. yes of all time so i would say i love all of megan's books but i think this one might be my favorite of hers yet and it also has an incredible cover that made me super jealous when i first saw it <laughs> so that awesome. is the family plot out august 17th and that is the end of my list well we have like 
a lot of books that people need to be buying. Wow. Like, I know. This is intense. It's I, intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they all are so beautiful that even if you don't have time to read them, like we said, you can just pile them up. You can gaze at them longingly. Yeah, just consider it art for your home. Yeah. It's decor. If you, if you feel like you don't have time to read them, it's fine. You can still support writers. This is what we tell ourselves. Yes. <laughs> I made a list of all the books that I own that I haven't read, and it's like 300. Oh, <laughs> God. It's bad. Why did I make a list? Why? Yeah. Why did you make a list? <laughs> I wanted to know, and now I know, and I can't unknow oh, it. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Better oh. to live in ignorance and just look yeah. at pretty books. Yeah. I, I mean, I have like, like, my place is really small so like I have small bookcases everywhere I don't have like one giant bookcase on the wall like some some people have like these beautiful like floor to ceiling all of their books in one place that's, that's not the situation I that I have so my <laughs> I mean, they're from Ikea it's not fancy oh <laughs> <laughs> all of my books are just like scattered among smaller bookshelves so it's like easy for me to pretend like oh I only have half of this bookcase is full of books I haven't read um but then like half of every bookcase is of books i haven't read so it's, when it's fine my list is They're probably art. just as long as yours but i'm not going to count because that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> don't count just be ignorant and enjoy enjoy the books whenever you get to them yes. i think there's something to that too like there are books that i've had for years and then like one day i'm just in the right mood to read it and sometimes it's like i wouldn't have been like ready for that book a few years ago and now it has something specific to teach me or like something specific that I, I like especially as a writer I feel that way but I think even just as a reader looking at things for entertainment like it can the book will come to you when the time is right but you can buy it now and stack them up yes agree That's it for this episode of Unlikable Female Characters. Don't forget to subscribe, and you can also follow us on Twitter at UnlikableFCPod for updates, book recommendations, and angry feminist rants. Our website is unlikablefemalecharacters.com, and we're also on Instagram at unlikablefemalecharacters. Thanks for listening.